0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back in, everybody, to another edition of the Dad Podcast brought to you by ReliaBank and the Man Salon. And joining me today is a man that I have had a lot of conversations with about sports over the years. And that has also trickled into life as well. My good buddy, Dan Meyer. High school football coach extraordinaire, moonlighting as an analyst on overtime for all these years. What up, buddy? How we doing, man?
1: I'm great. It's weird to see you in this space, but it's good to talk to you again.
0: That's good, man. Uh, I see you wearing. You know, everybody at home can't see this, but you got the USC hat on. Uh, is this yeah. is this you dressing for the occasion because you're heading to LA?
1: It is. It is. Is that is that how that
0: works, man? You just you want to make sure that you get right in with all the locals.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're going to USC for an official visit. You, you got to make sure you're wearing USC. So I have about 17 different hats for schools. So when they show up or I show up there, I make sure I'm, I'm dressed accordingly.
0: And just to clarify, Dan doesn't have any eligibility left. Explain, explain no. uh, what the official visit means for you.
1: Yeah, um, I have an offensive lineman who's uh, top. 50 player in the country number one center in the country Um, he's taking an official visit to USC so uh, they're flying us out there tonight we'll spend the next three days hanging out with Lincoln Riley at the Coliseum and Staples and on the beach and see if it's a spot he wants to end up
0: so I'm going to ask you about your family in a second but I want to just let's start right there because yeah you're traveling with a young man whose future is obviously very bright, has a lot of opportunities to continue to play football at the highest level, yeah. and it comes with his family, and it comes with the coaching family. And obviously, you know, you've know you been around this 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 industry a long time. When we first met, you were covering the game of college football. I know coaching yeah. was always your passion. You moved down to Florida to be a coach. Tell everybody where you coach and sort of how that works with a coach being involved in the mentoring part of that next level and ultimately the placement as well.
1: Yeah. So I'm at Clearwater Academy international. We're a small private school um, just outside of Tampa. Um, And our whole niche is we bring in international players who are looking for more exposure, more development, more competition to increase their opportunities to go to the next level. So, I'm more involved than most high school coaches because when I'm recruiting these kids to come here, I make a commitment to the players and their families who are unfamiliar with this whole process that I'm going to be with them every step of the way. So for my kids, you know, they live with a host family. Their parents are in Canada. In the case of my center, he's from Mozambique, Africa. It's a 30 hour flight for his dad. Um, His dad doesn't know football. He doesn't understand football. He doesn't watch football. All he knows is, what he wants for his son. So my piece in this is to make sure that the football is a good fit, to make sure he's with the right coaches, the nutrition, the weight training, um, to make sure all of that stuff is in place to really set them up for future success. So, um, you know, we have about 75% of our roster is from another country. So there's a lot of visits, a lot of trips and It's a lot on my family. Um, I'm very thankful that I have a wife and kids who are so understanding uh, of all this time that I spend away from them. Uh, But for me, it's an opportunity to continue to help kids and and build my own network where, you know, maybe there's an opportunity for me down the road at one of these programs.
0: And how much – and I I think every different coach that I talk to from the high school level to the college level will have sort of a different variation of an answer on this. But – you know, I, I I talked to a college basketball coach a few weeks ago, and he said, "Listen, I I I, I really um, have no desire to talk to parents about scheme and playing time, and literally, like, if they bring it up, the conversation stops. But if it's about that person enjoying their time with us, or mental health, or placement if they're going to transfer, or coming in as far as recruiting, I'm all here for it. How do you balance?" Sort of the my son is the best to um, you know, reality along with the different variations of those conversations. How hard is that balance? With parents? you're
1: talking when I'm bringing kids in here or when I'm trying to get them recruited to the next level,
0: both because I think it's two different conversations,
1: yeah. Um, I mean, when we're bringing kids in, it's everyone we're talking to is the best player where they come from, you know. Um, majority of our kids are Canadian um and they have a structure because they're the only other country that has the three level system of high school college and professional um but they come from whatever province they're from and they're the guy and um similar to south dakota like we just let them know that look like maybe you're great there but that that really doesn't mean anything to these college coaches because look who you're playing against like sure okay you're you're a big left tackle but you're going against little timmy who's 58 150 at the end like what does that show people so for our kids, it's all about look what we've done. You know we've had um, 32 players play Division one football out of our last three classes. Um, our kids play early because we develop them. Um, and we make sure they go to spots where they're happy and they can be successful. And so when we're talking to these parents, it's more about the big picture of you're gonna get developed, you're gonna play great competition. We're gonna push you in the classroom and on the field, and you're gonna earn what you get. I don't promise anything to anybody. I currently have seven offensive linemen with Division One offers. Like, I can only start five. So <laughs> You're
0: right, right. There's two of them that you know, aren't starting, right.
1: Right. You know, so you're going to get out of it what you put into it. But um, if this is something you want bad enough, and if you're going to move here, it's a sacrifice. It's a commitment for you and your family. Um, you know, we're going to get you opportunities, whether you're starting this year, next year, whatever it may be. Um, at the college level, you know, like I always have my kids make a list of what's important to them. You know, I want them How to How many times down. at
0: the top of that list, Dan, is NIL money the most important thing? Or um, what do the gir- really, what about what do the girls look like? How many – mine would have been NIL money, what do the girls look like? Then uh, what does my house look like? And then uh, what does the scheme and the playtime look like? That's why I'm doing radio. But for for you, NIL's yeah. never – that's not at the top, huh?
1: No, no. And you know what? I think for probably 99% of high school football players, it's not. Okay. You no, know, like – Um, for the majority of them they know that if they handle their business there's going to be money that comes with that and um, I think a lot of them understand that the real money's in the league these NIL contracts they're not guaranteed you know just because you get it year one doesn't mean you're getting it year two Um, and there are places like we're going to USC that have told my kid like there's not a lot for you out of the gate but you handle your business, and you start for us. We're in LA, one of the biggest markets in the world. Like, you're gonna get paid. So then it's debating between upfront money versus long term money. Um, but my kids understand like the most important thing is going to be the people that you surround yourself with, whether it be the coaches, the professors, um, the weight staff, the nutrition people, um, the coaches. Like that is what determines your successes. Um, and it determines your experience. Like you can get a bunch of money, but if you hate the place you're going to and you lose a bunch of ball games, like is it a place you're going to want to be anyways? Right. And if they all get fired and a new staff comes in, like your NIL deal is probably out the window and you got to start all over. So I, I think putting NIL at the top of the list is very short-sighted and that's what's leading to all these transfers. I mean, Texas A&M had the top recruiting class of all time and they've had half that class already leave after one year. It's not the way to build a, a program. It's not the way to build a class.
0: Dan Meyer with us here. Uh, dad, husband, coach down there at Clearwater Academy International. I'm going to get back to a coaching question and sort of how it, it works with dads here in a second. Uh, but I do want to go to your family next. Uh, lay out the landscape at the Meyer house, man. Talk about your wife, your kids, <laughs> what you got going on, man.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, we moved here for this opportunity for me to coach ball, but it works out nice. My wife has her master's in elementary education. So I coach at and teach at the high school. My wife is at the elementary school, which is one block over. Um, Both of my kids go to the school. My daughter is eight, going on nine. My son just turned four. Um, What's their names for everybody at home? Yeah, Tenley is my little girl. Um, She's going to be starting fourth grade. Um, And then Cliff is four, and he's into kindergarten
0: already. Hey, uh, tell everybody how you came up with both those names.
1: Um, so Tenley came from the movie Summer Catch, Jessica Biel's character.
0: I've never seen that movie.
1: You need to watch Freddie Prince Jr. baseball movie. Phenomenal. Put it on the list. Oh, all
0: right, I'll check it out.
1: Um, and then actually, everyone assumes that Cliff came from my affinity for Cliff Kingsbury. It did. Don't
0: let people get fooled.
1: But my wife is actually the one who suggested Cliff. I was just the one who suggested we spell it with a K. So, um, yeah, we have Clippy. Why
0: why, why do you lie to people? We know it's because you have a man crush on Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, I I, uh, 100% do, but it was not my doing. Wouldn't he have been so better off, dude? I know financially not true, but if he would have just been the OC at USC and then taken a college job again instead of getting canned at Arizona, man. I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know,
1: man. I don't know. I I don't know. Like, I want to... You know, like, last season hurt with the Cardinals, but you look at how terrible that roster is. Like, Bill Belichick and Sean McVeigh and Sean Payton, they're not winning football games to so that roster. It was just doo-doo. So it's all right. You know, he's at USC again with his boy Lincoln. So we're going to hang out with him this weekend.
0: Hey, tell, tell, tell him that, uh, the interview, if you ever do c- come across him this weekend, I want you to tell him the fact that he did an interview with me in Sioux Falls, South Dakota years ago was still one of my highlights of doing local radio, having, uh, that guy on my show. All right. So Dan, when it comes to, uh, parenting, um, you know, we met as, as your kids were, you know, your first kid was real young and then you had yeah. your second, what surprised you the most so far about being a dad?
1: i think it's just how different they are you know you raise them the same way you know you have the same everything in place and my daughter is is the sweetest little girl you've ever met and my son is el diablo like that
0: (laughs) he got the horns huh
1: yeah yeah and my sister thinks it's hilarious she says it's karma because i was a naughty kid
0: Dude, my mom says that to me about some of my my kids yeah sometimes
1: you know like he, he does what he wants when he wants and he, he ain't afraid to get a, a, a little spanking out of the deal so um i think that's the biggest thing you know for me being a sports guy like you know we always like man i want i want a boy i want a boy but i'm so thankful i had my little girl first she kind of softened me up and and eased me into him because if we had him first, there isn't a number two. I promise you that,
0: man. I don't know how we had a number three after we have our number two Mauer. Like, and it's, it's, he's so stubborn. And like the second one I hear, whether it's the middle child or what, the second one is so stubborn and, and like Mauer his attention. He's so smart, dude. Like this kid, yeah. he knows the other day he was telling us about golden birthdays. I didn't know what a golden birthday was. Until I was probably 20, man. Like I didn't even know what the hell that was. <laughs> and he's telling me about, he remembers everything, but like, yeah. Oh my God, man. Like I, I just, the, the stress level sometimes is at an all time high, man. Cause of my second one, my third one is now starting to, you know, um, come into his own too. So I'm sure he'll stress me out just as much as the other two, but man, that second one, Oh, buddy. I tell you what, man, you got any good yes, stories sir. of the, of the two? Like, so, um, the other day, I'll tell you this. I've never told this story cause it just happened recently. And maybe you have one that can piggyback off this with, with the brother and the sister stuff. But my, my third child Griffy, uh, was getting ready for, for bed. And he said he had to go potty before he went to bed. So he went to the bathroom, came back and he said, mommy, mommy, I need you to change my pants. Uh, uh, there's something in it. And I'm, we're thinking, oh man, what happened? Right. Well, he comes over, he, st- he says, Sticky, Sticky. We're like, what the heck is going on? So she opens up his pants, and inside his rear is multiple large uh, marshmallows that were shoved into his <laughs> butt cheeks by his brother <laughs> And and he had had them in there for multiple hours, so they had like they had like <laughs> melted and they were all sticky, and like we had to you know like we had to throw the pants away and it was thank God it wasn't something else that like, was much easier to right. clean up, but his but we asked we asked who did it he said Mauer next morning Beckham explained to us and Mauer explained to us that they were downstairs and they had a bag of marshmallows and they were trying to see how many they could shove in Griffey's butt.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I think I think that's the joys that comes with having multiple boys. You know, because my daughter, like, she'll get a little bossy with her brother, but she doesn't screw with him like that. You know, uh, I think he would do stuff like that to her. Like, he'll antagonize her, and like, she'll be playing Barbies, and he'll walk in, he'll just knock it over, and then walk oh, yeah. out. And I'm like, you're such a dick, bro. Yeah. Like, right. why? <laughs> um. But, you know, that's outrageous. I I mean,
0: so so I was actually surprised that we got the story out of them because they're like ride or die for each other sometimes. We came came, um, downstairs the other day, and there was blue marker crayon all over the wall, and none of them would admit. They said, two of them said, I don't even know what happened. And the other one's like, I don't know who did it. And we still don't know who did it at this point. Uh, And it was like to the level where I think it was my oldest son who's eight. And I'm like, dude, he's not coloring on walls, is he? Right. And and then the other one's like maybe we're standing on chairs to do it. But, yeah, they have not. Nobody's ratted anybody. And we threatened all kinds of things. And none of them ratted. Nobody ratted anybody out. The Dad Podcast brought to you by Reliabank. Check them out multiple locations in the 605. Of course, the Man Salon. You know, I don't get my hair cut every day. But what I do... Maybe this thing gets cut by the man's salon. All right. Um, Dan, let's get to one more football story here with parenting, and then we're going to get to the yeah. Raspberry Fire stuff. And yeah, uh, yeah. I got a little segment called the dad joke of the day. I'm going to give you three of them, and then you got to pick out the best dad joke. Okay. Uh, but, but of course, you know, I got to ask you with, with the, the stuff that happened last week on social media and subsequently all the interviews, baby Gronk and uh Bro. you know his dad is the one that's getting all the criticism the 10 year old rightfully so isn't getting the criticism he's just going along with what dad is saying what have you made of baby Gronk and his dad making the rounds throughout social media and all the podcasts
1: so terrible for that kid like his dad is a clown <laughs> like they're doing <laughs> interviews and the kid answers and dad's like no 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 say this oh dude that that's was awkward question. wasn't again, it again like yeah like At what point are you going to let this kid be a kid? Because you're getting Marinovich. Like, this kid is going to hate his dad. He's going to hate football. Like, oh, he's skipping middle school and high school football. Like, he's a mixture of a white and Puerto Rican kid. Like, bro, you are – it's probably not going to be it for you. Like, you're you're small for a fourth grader as it is. And you're – I – It it drives me crazy because I've seen these helicopter parents, you know, like being in Florida, like we have good ball, but you have kids who have agents. They have aunties and uncles who are pushing NIL for them. Like I've seen baby Gronk six years later, and it's an ugly situation because at no point is he in control of what he wants to do, what he likes to do. There's no being a kid. And, he's going to grow up resenting his, his family and, and the game. And it's, it's really sad because by all accounts, it seems like he's a good kid, but dad's pushing him to, to make a buck and um, dad's a
0: little delusional. I think, I think also too, you know, they're, they're out of the 10 stories of child stars. There's one or two that turn out to be, you know, perfectly normal kid, kid is right. an actor, makes money, goes on to have a career, doesn't have all the drug use or doesn't have all the resentment or doesn't have all the issues. Like the other seven or eight usually turn out bad. And right. so, you know, there's this playbook that we've seen before and it just, it usually doesn't work out. Now, listen, if, if he makes a million bucks and he gets to put it in the bank and dad doesn't blow it and everything works out fine. Um, and the kid turns out to be a football player maybe doesn't turn cool. out be an NFL one. Great. Awesome. But man, there's another yeah. pass. There's other paths. Now I, I do wonder um, how much of, of the fault of this is the programs that let him come on campus and all these yeah. shows to continue to put him on. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, I, if I was, the, definitely part if of I it. was the dad, I'd be like, and this is my goal to get, I'd be like, great. Everybody's, everybody's facilitating this for me. So I don't right. think it's all dad's fault. Um, I think there's no. a lot of blame to go around to the other people that facilitate.
1: It. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree. I think that's the problem with media in general. I mean, all of these societal problems that continue to get repeated, it's – if you just stop covering it, like, things probably die down. Um, You know, and I think this is another case of that, of if programs aren't letting him in, if people aren't interviewing him, like, maybe the kid can just be a kid for a day.
0: I think that's probably – Uh, a good piece of how it would certainly die down. Dan Meyer with us here on the dad podcast. He never thought he'd spend his morning hearing about my children shoving marshmallows in one of their butt cracks, but that's how I bring in Dan to many conversations on the show. Not with butt crack talk, but you know, goofy (laughs) stories over the years as well. Again, the dad podcast can be found on iTunes and Spotify. Make sure you like subscribe, download, listen every week. Uh, We have all kinds of fun conversations with different people about the, the joys of fatherhood um, and certainly some advice as well. All right, man. Um, I got rapid fire for you. And then we're going to get to the dad joke of today. Rapid fire brought to you by the manslot salon. All right. I got 10 of them here for you. Okay. Uh, question yep. number one. If I can, uh, if I can pull up, here we go. Here we go. Fast food. Stop with the kids. What's the restaurant that you're stopping at? If, if, if your kids want to be happy when you leave the drive-thru.
1: They want McDonald's chicken and French fries.
0: It's crazy, man. Like what a cult is McDonald's, man. Like it's, it's every parent. Um, now my kids have figured out that, and I know this is rapid fire, but they've figured out that they can get slushies for only 49 cents more instead of the apple juice or the milk. And so we get slushies every single time. Now I don't mind the slushies as much because I can give them their slushie and tell them you can't eat in the car. You got to wait till we get home. And by the time they finish the slushie, we're home and there's not chicken nuggets all over my car. Yeah, uh, but but yeah, man, the slushies are the new thing for us, man. That's a good choice. Where um, we're, we're hiding best- that from? Them. I'm, I'm gonna text. I'm gonna find out what your kids, uh, yeah. <laughs> kid's Cell phone. I got a cell phone now. Uh, who's Heck the best? No. T- who's the best TV dad of all time?
1: Oh goodness gracious, uh, Danny Tanner.
0: Ah, that's a good one. That's a good one. What football program would you send your kid to right now over any other, knowing that they'd be in a good place?
1: Um. Oh man, you're talking just the program or everything about that place?
0: What makes you so comfortable that hey, this I'm, I'm I, I sleep at night knowing they're here at this program. Florida state. Okay. If you could pick any profession for your daughter and your son, knowing what they are right now, only about what they are at eight and four, what would be yeah. the best profession for them?
1: Sounds like your uh, son.
0: sounds like your son is not going to be a priest. <laughs> no.
1: Um, my daughter, I'm going to say architect. Cause she's very creative, but she's also really good at her math and her science and, She's she's very OCD like her mom, um, but she doesn't like blood and stuff. I've been pushing Dr. Ibshean about it. Um, my son, uh, I'm going to say
0: leader of a motorcycle gang.
1: <laughs> right?
0: El Diablos.
1: Uh, he, he's uh, either going to be a, a stuntman or... <laughs> He's going to play second base for the Twins. I love it, man. Good, I love
0: it. <laughs> good, good good, little
1: athlete, but he's That's, not going to be tall. All right. Um,
0: who is Notre Dame's daddy? Who owns Notre Dame in football? I think
1: it's your hat. <laughs> uh, uh, no, yeah, you're probably right. Um, I mean, moving forward, it, it probably is USC. All right. All right. Lincoln's once building it
0: once was the you baby, the you own that, own that. To name. What food, what, what kids food do you have at the house that you eat the most? I'll tell you mine. It's string cheese.
1: Uh, I, I do hit the string cheese. I would say probably dots pretzels made oh, right okay. out of
0: North Dakota. they, yeah. they, They hit hard. Oh, they're good. Um, They're super good. Pretzels are something, man, that like I I never ate for a long time, and now we have pretzels in the house all the time. I'm eating pretzels all the time. Just dots, though. Okay. Not the other ones? No, just dots. Oh, I I get them all. We got the ones that are filled with peanut butter, pretzels, little pretzel bites of peanut butter. Those are good. Uh, All right. Um, Who would you rather have as your dad? Nick Saban, Bobby Bowden, or Urban Meyer? Bobby Bowden. What time is a good time for an 8-year-old to go to bed?
1: Um we're between 8:30 and 9 depending on weekends or week. What about your 5-year-old? He's the same. He doesn't also sleep. My my daughter like you put her down it's she's out. My son like we got to time his naps right because if you put him down at 8:30 and he got a late nap like he's running back and forth between our rooms until 10:30 like cover me up again and it's dad i messed up like no bro i'm not covering you again like <laughs> but i messed up and we just got a fish tank so then he's got to stop and look at the damn fish like this one's pooping like bro go to sleep that's amazing go.
0: that's amazing yeah, yeah, so I, I go we're through go the go same 30 with both of them are youth sports parents as bad as they are portrayed yes what age should kids be able to drive on their own
1: I guess it depends on where you live.
0: South Dakota. It's, do you know it's fourteen? You can drive without a parent.
1: Yeah, but you got that's a farmer's permit. Like it's until dark. Like still, you ain't on a farm when you're on Forty First Street, man. Come
0: on. Yeah, that,
1: that, that's true. <laughs> I, I think it's probably probably sixteen. Okay. Um, you know, big cities like I might even push eighteen, but you got sixty-year-olds, forty-year-olds in Tampa that can't drive for crap either. So. I think it's just more about um, driver's ed classes than it is age.
0: All right, man. Let's get that was rapid fire brought to you by the man We'll close it out with Dan Meyer here on the dad podcast by getting to the dad jokes today brought to you by rely Bank. I'm going to give you three of them. Dan, you got to pick the best one. Okay. All right. What do you call a bundle of hay in church? What? What do you call a bundle of hay in church? Christian Bale. Okay. <laughs> What is a guitar player's favorite Italian food? What? Stromboli. Okay. And finally, how does cereal pay its bills? How? With checks. (laughs) Which which one was your favorite dad joke of the day? Bright checks. Yes, yes, yes. The dad joke of the day brought to you by ReliBank is how does cereal pay its bills with checks. Dan Meyer, always a pleasure. Check out the dad podcast on iTunes and Spotify. Like, subscribe, do the whole nine yards as another page has turned here on the show. Dan, be well, man. Thanks for the time, buddy. Appreciate it. Anytime. It was fun.